taking a bitch in my lap. That completes the order. However you wanna go, do whatever makes you happy. Do whatever makes you happy. Do whatever makes you happy. Hey, black people, it's Black Loud Proud, and this is Straight Yet, No Motherfucking Chaser, brought to you by the Black Queen Collective. I think it's about 10 of us now. No, I'm just kidding. I'm exaggerating. It don't matter how many of us it is. Um, Straight Yak drops every Tuesday. Every Tuesday. And now I'm on time. I got my mind together. The new year, the colorful new year is in. I'm on time. On Tuesday. On point. From here on forward. And of course, every week on Straight Yak, it can be about many, many things. News, politics, entertainment, sex, my life, your life, somebody else's life, Real Housewives of Atlanta's life. Well, I haven't reached that point yet, but you get what I'm saying. Um, Also, this is my vehicle to introduce y'all to some fucking space age history. And I'm going to dig into some this week because... It's Black History Month. And, of course, as I said before, Black History Month is not a month given to us by the white man. It is a month set aside by D. Carter G. Woodson, who decided that this month was the best month because of Frederick Douglass's birthday and President Lincoln. Now, would I like to go to my uncle's friend's house and cuss him out face-to-face about honoring Lincoln, absolutely, but that's not my place. Respect and honor your motherfucking elders and ancestors. Straightyak.com. Send a friend. This week, we're talking about black love. Why? Because February is for black love. Duh. Um, I'm joined this week by my dearest, sweetest, kindest sister, Dr. Ashley Robertson. Welcome, Dr. Robertson. Thank you so much for having me on tonight. And I just have to send out a little disclaimer because I know this is about, this is straight yak, but I'm drinking straight Cabernet. So... She like them fancy wines, y'all. I can't get into it. I be every time I go in the store, I'm like, my sister like wine, so maybe I'll look at some. And I just be looking at all the labels and I'm like, Italian, Australian. And then I'm like, Y'all got that uh y'all got that Mandela wine? <laughs> yes, God honey. Yes, God. And they be like, no. So then that's that. <laughs> Whatever. But black love, we're two historians, and we try to keep everything fresh and relevant, especially during Black History Month. We done ran to the books and remembering stories that we've heard, you know, here and there from these lectures and all these different spaces. It's like, well, one, I'm looking for black love. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'm trying, I'm trying to find it. Tender, plenty of fish, cute. It don't even matter. Ooh. Child. Everything. Everywhere. And On the bus. Until then, I have a glass of Cabernet until then. Listen, I'm looking for somebody on the bus. I would love somebody on the bus at this point. Like, <laughs> normally I'd be like, both of us can't be on the bus. But I'm ready to love a brother on the bus. 50, would you but love see, me on the bus? Black, that's yes. what black love is about, though. You're right. Loving you through your circumstance. Mm. 
Come on, preaching, ushering the word. Love. Love. Gotta love through that circumstance. I was preparing for today mentally because when you said black love, I thought, oh Lord, I don't have no love right now. But I mean, there's such a history behind black love. When you look at um, Frederick Douglass, for instance, um, we talk a lot about Frederick Douglass, the man, and uh, pretty much we talk about him being a self-made man. But Frederick Douglass was married to an awesome woman by the name of Anna. And Anna is the whole reason that we actually know Frederick Douglass because she was a free woman, but she helped him escape. I mean, she's she's like a major part of the Frederick Douglass story. And oftentimes we ignore that. But when you talk about loving a man through his circumstance. It's just I mean, safe to say that woman. Anna is like a 21st century independent woman. Ride or die. Because, you know. She was a ride or die. She, mm. Okay. I need a I ride or die Anna chick. <laughs> real life. She was a free woman. He was an enslaved man, and according to the story, like, free people and enslaved people in Baltimore, y'all know, y'all ain't think I knew that. It's not Baltimore, it's Baltimore. Baltimore didn't even really mix, didn't even really run into the same circles. But the two of them happened to meet, and she fell in love with the enslaved man, and she helped to, she gave him, like, part of her savings to get to freedom, Helped him with his little sailor suit. I mean, ain't that just like a black woman, though? Like, I mean, she really went all out for this man. And throughout his lifetime, I mean, she was the person that really backed him. And so I think it's definitely about loving a man through his circumstance. But in the same in the same piece, though, I mean, he honored her also. I mean, when she was dying, I mean, he, he was really, really there for her. So... I guess it's just about take, give, you know, it's got to be reciprocal type thing. I mean, like, you know, you, you, Anna, I, like, every time I go into Frederick Douglass' Douglas's house in Southeast D.C., in the Anacostia neighborhood, um, uh, Cedar Hill to be is that ain't that what it is, the hill? You've got to Frederick Douglass looked up, sat up high, and looked down low on Washington, D.C., okay? Because, no, seriously, because if you've never been there and you go there, when you're at the base of, like, the Douglass estate, you look up and you like, wow. And when you really put that Mm -hmm. into context of, like, the late 19th century, a black man, like, when Douglass moved there, they weren't even allowing colored folk to move in that area. But he was like, I don't really care what y'all got going on. I'm moving up in this joint. Mm-hmm. And you know what I'm saying? And like, you can see the whole, like, you know how you go to, um, you go to the islands or you go to the city and it's like the, the city view window. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Douglas got the city view windows up on Cedar Hill. Okay. It's like one of the highest hills in Washington, D.C. The brother walked in okay. there and was like, I don't care, me and Anna, it's, this is our house. And like you said, we wouldn't know Frederick Douglass as who he is if it weren't for 
Anna Douglas. Like, she really ride or die. Like, I need a ride or die chick. And speaking of ride or die and rough riders, because clearly Anna was all of the above. You know what I'm saying? Like, what? Like, she was like, listen, I have a plan that's going to get you the freedom. Follow everything I say. And we gonna meet up in New York. Can you follow? Can you follow what? Can you hear me? If you can hum, you can hear me. See, that's the problem. If you can hum, you can hear me. Listen, you better listen to black women when they speaking to your ass, cause that white lady, she ain't gonna always do it for you. But that's neither here nor there. No, actually, that's here, cause this talking about black love. You better recognize, like. Anna was truly ride or die. She was like, what y'all niggas want? <laughs> uh, it's right here with me. You want some freedom? It's it's right here. <laughs> <laughs> who you loving? Who you want to be hugging? Sitting on your freedom Honda with Anisha and Rhonda? What? <laughs> and- freedom Honda? <laughs> <laughs> but think about the fact, though, that Anna could have had any man she wanted. I mean, she was free. And her and Douglas, I want to know what Douglas said. I want to know what Fred said to get her mind like that. Because, I mean. I mean, let's just be real, though. (laughs) We talking about black love, but let's talk about black game. Frederick Douglas had some game. Because, (laughs) I mean, he loved that lady. And that lady loved him. But he had these women folk out here doing whatever. Because he had him a side piece. And that's not okay. But he honored his he honored his black woman until the day that she died, okay? Died. Them side that's pieces right. was just that. A side. They never crisscrossed each other. It wasn't no issue. Because they knew their place. And they knew to play Anna because he made it clear like this. And even when he got that white woman in that house, no, baby, this Anna room. <laughs> he ain't moving. He ain't moving nobody else in his in his wife room. He like, I got another room over here for your ass. But that one right there, that's Anna room because he loved and respected mm-hmm. that lady. And it's like he had the game. I mean, Freddie Douglas was fine, low key. And you and know I, how tall he was like six feet something, and back in the day that was like real tall. I think he was like six two, so he was out in these streets. He was fine. He was tall. tall. He had tall. that um that baby hair and that afro. Listen, <laughs> listen, <laughs> <was> the formation. <laughs> listen, he had it. <laughs> he had it, and but it's like you know, that's what when you come like. The all of the accomplishments of Frederick Douglass are like based on the foundation that Anna laid for him, which was freedom. Right. Because right. he could have just been kept wondering how he was going to get away, ran away, got caught, ran, tried again, don't work, tried again, don't work. But he was like, you know what? Sister, you actually tried it before. Right. Try it again. Don't work. He could have kept using that method. Fred knew what Malcolm knew, and that is the power is in the woman. 
and more specifically the black woman. We are the nation builders. She built that nation for Fred. And it's like, yeah. how dope is that? Like, when you're able to see a brother, you see his potential, and you invest in that. Like, that, because that's what black women do. And it don't matter if we invest in what's right and what's wrong. We invest it either way. You be like, I got a key and a, okay, boo. We can move that. You want you want to move that dope? No problem. What you need me to do? Oh, you wanna you wanna write a book? No problem. I will take care of these kids. Hold down this. Mm-hmm. Borrow my, some money from my sister and my mammy, and we are gonna make this work. Whatever it is you need, boo, I got you. But see, I think one of the issues now is that there are so many people out here trying to be. Malcolm, Martin, Fred, but they're missing that key component. They're missing the part about the woman and the woman who stood by Fred's side or the woman who stood by Dr. King's side or the woman who stood by um, X's side. Like, they're missing. People are missing that part of the story. I mean, when you talk about Sister Betty... When you talk about Sister Coretta, when you talk about Sister Michelle Obama, these are black women that are established in their own right. And even if you want to take a step further, even back, when you when you talk about Sister um, Shirley Graham, uh, that married Du Bois, she was a woman of her yeah. own right. She's the person that, you know, height and propel pushed Du Bois further on that Pan-African shit that he was on. Because a lot of people don't even realize that in his later years was a Pan-Africanist. Like, regardless of you believe him, whether you believe in his ideology or not, like, yo. And when you look at Marcus Garvey, and you know that's our go-to guy. Yes, if you ain't yes. talking about Amy, baby, what what are you saying? Yeah, him two Amy's, dog. Amy <laughs> <laughs> one or two. Which one are you talking about? <laughs> it don't matter because yeah, they both know. lead the way, okay? And that's I mean, that's the, it's not just about us because it takes two you know what I mean? Like it takes two individuals. Like you can like as black women, we can't we magic, but we can't just take somebody that don't want nothing, don't want to be nothing, and turn them into something. That don't necessarily. Sometimes we can. <laughs> but they ain't gonna be Frederick Douglass and Marcus Garvey. You know what I'm saying? Like they could be something like a uh, what's less than that. <laughs> we don't even want to think about it. <laughs> right. We ain't even think about that mediocre shit. So set the bar high. I don't want no mediocre. Listen, no. Set it high. You're right. And we have to set the bar high. And black love is like, it's so important. And not even, you know, when we talk about black love, it's not even just about loving someone else, loving another black woman or another, another black man. It's really about loving yourself. That's really where... It starts like Anna had to love herself and believe in herself in order to, right. you know what I'm saying, even approach, you know what I'm saying, somebody fine like Frederick. Yeah, he, yeah, he a slave, but you know what I'm saying? Like, but and I you, use, have and you I, read how they try to shade Anna though? Agreed. They always trying to shade Anna because she was dark. But see, let me let you know how y'all gonna try to shade Anna because she was dark. But Anna wasn't worried about all that. 
at all. Definitely wasn't worried about She wasn't worried about that at all. And they also tried to shade Anna because she couldn't read or write, but she was married to Frederick Douglass. But see, Anna was still wasn't concerned about all of that. Anna was taking care of home. Anna was still doing what she had to do to support her man. And I think it's 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 kind of sad historically how she has kind of been pushed behind Douglas's story and hasn't been made to be a, a big part of his story because, I mean, she is the reason why he became a free man. So I think that's the importance of what we do, particularly us who study Black women's history, is kind of bringing that, that those stories to the forefront because oftentimes those stories are not being told. And I know personally, I need to hear need to hear about a person like Anna. Like, I need to hear about that woman who supported her man. And But think really about how life. much love Anna had to have for herself, how much confidence mm-hmm. she had to have in herself in order to yep. sustain a relationship that long with someone of Douglas's stature. That's the importance of self-love. Right. Anna Douglas she was traveling all around the world. I mean, in that time period, which was which, which was like, extraordinary. Right. Especially for a man of color. But she held her own right. And to the day she died and even beyond it, and to the day Frederick died, because it's like she loved herself. Like, you have to love yourself, believe in yourself, know yourself. Um, And all of those things in order to be secure in a relationship with a man like Frederick Douglass. And she maintained that. <laughs> yeah. Because if she didn't, then Douglas wouldn't have been reserving no room and he would have had some slick shit to say because that's what we do. That's just right. what we do. It wouldn't have been shade like we throw in 2016. But I mean, you know, that's like, man, you love for self. Black love starts with self. And I think it's important that we all really note that loving yourself loving the way you look loving life accepting all of the things that are a part of you if you don't like something change it that's if you right. can't change it get over it <laughs> like that's it that's all you could do if for some reason you can't change it get over it and embrace that as a part of you self-love is the best love, and and that starts first because you can't love nobody else if you don't love yourself. That's right. I think also we got to realize how important black love is, and like love is what we had when we didn't have anything else. I mean, I think we have a lot of stuff now. Uh, we have a lot of material stuff, but I mean. Back when we didn't have nothing, like, we always had love. And I think people are kind of getting away from that idea, in a sense. Like, it's almost foreign how sometimes when we talk about, like, loving each other as sisters and all of that, it's like something we're, we need to really try to get back to and focus on because that's really what has sustained us. Like, when you look at us being in the slave ships and and coming over here and being ripped from our actual blood family and how we created new family on the slave ships. I mean, we really had to rely on love and rely on bonding again. I think we just got to really get back to that. Child, you get know what? 
you said all that, and I'm just over here like Mary J. Blige was onto some shit because she said love is all we need. She said love is all we need. Listen, she listen. Mary J. Blige did that. She said love is all we need. To make everything complete, if we try to live together and be happy, sing, Mary, <laughs> Mary, <laughs> listen, it's been and it's been some black women named Mary that have loved some black men into greatness as well. Yes, child. When you get you somebody, when you get you a Anna and a Mary, I don't know what we're going to say for like this new age love. Because now it's like, when you get you a Michelle and a Keisha, I'm, and that's cool, but you know. Nah, Keisha not with, Keisha not with her husband no more, I don't think. Keisha who? No, Keisha oh. is. Keisha, um. What? Keisha Epps, girl, she been with Omar Epps forever. Yes, God, honey. So much so oh, that she girl, like uh, Keisha Cole, girl. Bless Keisha's heart. She needs black love. Send it to her, Jesus. Um, but no, when you get you somebody like a Anna and a Mary, they know some love, honey. Cause wasn't um wasn't Booker T. Washington wife named Mary? Why lie? Uh, uh, Margaret. Margaret. Margaret? Tell me you get your Anna like Mary or love. Margaret. <laughs> <laughs> or when you get Margaret yourself a princess and an Ashley, Jesus. Hey. Come on now. I know when that hotline blinks. The doors of the podcast but, um, are open. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes, God. <laughs> love is all we need. No, seriously. We have to start with ourselves. And then, you know, like my like one of my powers is my sisterhood because that's really, you know what I'm saying, as a black woman, that's the strongest thing that I have going for myself right now. Because even if I was single, married, divorced, or in between, y'all help me keep my righteous mind together. Like, when I come to my sisters and I'm like, Ashley, girl, <laughs> Don't repeat it. Look at when I send the screenshots, you have to help me put my life into perspective. Like what was that last week right. when I was just like I should text that nigga back. Fuck you. Dr. Robinson said No girl. No sis. <laughs> you gonna regret that. <laughs> you gonna regret that later. And I said, no, You right, good. girl. And so I said something sweet. I had to I had to put some sweet on it. I was like, she right. Let me not even send that message. And I channeled I channeled the voices of the elders and the ancestors. So we have to listen to our ancestors. And our ancestors you know, you listen to that old music, they be addressing each other, baby, my darling, darling, listen. baby. So I had instead of saying fuck you, I was like, you know what, darling? <laughs> oh, see? baby. See how you had channel? Come on, black love. Listen to your ancestors. I'm, I'm telling you, that's that's one of my messages. And so, when we started talking about black love, and I'm like, yes, Ashley, you got to do episode eleven, whatever this is. I don't know. I'll be forgetting. I've been drinking since I, I got home. Um, I'm like cool let's talk about black love and some black history 
And so I stumbled across this book called A Love No Less, More Than Two Centuries of African-American Love Letters. Now, see, we don't even write letters no more. Ooh, I got one today, though. Who you got one? You got a, you got a pen pal from the jailhouse. Girl, a man had wrote me a head note today. How you doing? <laughs> I, so the man wrote me a, a, a hand a hand note today. A hand note. Mm. A handwritten note. Child, I'm saying. I know what you mean. <laughs> a hand. I can't even remember the last time somebody sent me a like Hallmark card. Uh, uh, what is it? Uh, something voice, black voices. You know the cars that they be having in the store. They be outright for black people. <laughs> Mahogany. <laughs> Mahogany. Mahogany. But it's another one called something black voices. So, somebody gonna tell me later. Like, girl, it's this. But you know what I'm talking about. When you go on CVS and the right target. But it gotta be in the black neighborhood for them to really dive off into it. And I be in there reading like, now, I don't know who wrote this card. I'm not sure if it was Keisha a racial dozzle. But anyway, um Oh not racial. Child, it's another podcast. But we don't write each other letters no more. I know like when I was younger, like when I was undergrad and maybe like grad school, I would get like some emails. You know what I'm saying? Cause you work that job where you could be on your phone but you yep. can send an email. I don't even get that no more. Like I don't even get little emails no more. Little poems, little emails, and it's like, you know, you might get a little random shout out on a, a subtweet or a subgram or sub You know what, post. though? People, guys, I'm, I'm going to tell you a good example. Mm. So I got an ex that sometimes we talk. I'm trying to help him through his new situation because we real cool. And I told him the other day to write his new girl a note. I was like, write her a note and mail it to her house. You know what this fool said? I don't have time for that. I'm going to just send an email. At least he sent an email, but had I got a letter in the mail, I can't even say on this podcast what I would do. Mm, 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 mm. Girl, we trying to, I'm thinking I'm about to get married if I get a, a letter in the mail. But see, it's stuff like that that people don't realize how special that is. And I don't, I don't know where the disconnect is. I don't, I don't I mean, why. I feel like for a real millennial, because we group with millennials, but I don't feel like a real millennial. I'm more on the other, I don't know, whatever came before millennial. Group me in on the tail end of that shit. Because I didn't grow up in an age where, you know what I'm saying, like, computers was, like, immediately the thing. I didn't, I wasn't born with an iPad. Like, I know about writing letters. Like, we did that in school. We learned to write cursive. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Shit, when I was in fourth grade, we wrote the Chamber of Commerce, Commerce, like, in different states that we want to go. Girl, I was just thinking about that the other day. Why I wrote Vegas? Took me about 20 years to get that child, but I got that, didn't I? Yes, God. Um, but anyway, <laughs> we had a good time in the Vegas or nah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. But um, right. I went to this book, A Love No Less, with these love letters. Like, child, when I was going through taking notes and stuff for this show, child, I, I probably should. So I. What Tupac face? She had so many tears. 
So many. Yeah, probably because one, I'm out here like, where's my black love, Jesus? Where's my Frederick Douglass? My W.E.B. Du Bois, Marcus Garvey. He ain't even got to be Marcus Garvey. See, I'm more on the Marcus Garvey, Martin Delaney side. Like, Frederick Douglass my uncle, but I don't really like that respectable type Negro. But I'll, but I'll take it. <laughs> at, this, at this moment, we can work it out. We ain't got to think the same thing. We could just be... Let me be who I am. You be who you be. But this is to do the Marcus Garvey thing because he was all near his own room and stuff. I, I'm not really into that. Yeah. I mean, well, oh, no. He a lot of space. It, that room going to be like the both of us. <laughs> so you might as well just stay in the room with me. But but anyway, um, so the book starts out, it's like broken up into all these different chapters. Child, if you want to know how it's broken down, a little no less, more than two centuries of African-American love letters by Pamela Newark, Newkirk, excuse me, Pamela Newkirk. Cousin Pam wrote this shit. Anyway, she compiled these letters Ooh, and it starts with some letters. I from Martin. <laughs> oh, girl, I was thinking Pam from Cosby Show. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But I take Pam for her. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> damn, Gina, I was wrong. Um, the like the first little chapter goes over some some letters from like slavery reconstruction, you know, whatever. This first letter, child, written by this slave. Um, was he a slave? Child, I don't remember. I've been drinking. I've been drinking, I've been drinking. But Abraham Scriven to Diana, Donna, excuse me, Donna, because that's when they was using names like Donna, Donna Jones. Abraham said, dear wife, I take the pleasure of writing you these few with much regret to inform you that I am sold to a man by the name of Peterson, a trader and stays in New Orleans. I'm here yet, but because I expect to go before long. But when I get there, I will write and let you know where I am. My dear, I want to send you some things, but I don't know who to send them by. But I will try to get them to you and my children. Give my love to my father and mother and tell them goodbye for me. And if we shall not meet in this world, let me run that back. And if we shall not meet in this world, I hope to meet in heaven. My dear wife, for you and my children, my pen cannot express the grace I feel to be parted from you all. I remain your truly husband until death. Abraham Scriven. Wow. said, tell my mama and my daddy them. But baby, if I don't get back, I hope we meet in heaven. Just in case. I don't make it mm. home tonight. Girl. I'm gonna write this letter write for the last letter. time, baby. That's real. Like that is real. Slaves, and when you think about a slave, like maybe he was able to write. And I mean, it's kind of hard to read sometimes, especially like this because all of the uh, the writing ain't on the one. You know what I'm saying? It's like how he's how the person who wrote it speaks. And it's a situation where maybe he wrote it or maybe he had someone to write it for him because he could not write. But either way, he found somebody who was like, you can write? Send this shit to my wife. <laughs> yep. He found... He's, black love is about making a way out of nowhere. So, child, when these men folks be out here like my phone was dead, well, you should have called Tyrone <laughs> to use his phone to send me a fucking text. 
make a way. Because Ibrahim yeah. made a way for Dinah. That's what you need to matter do. Matter of fact, sis, matter of fact, make me a copy of that. Because I'm feeling like the next time I get some kind of excuse as to why some... Somebody didn't send a text that I can drop that Abraham on on them and be like, yeah, what you know about that? Shout out to Nixon. Since I got something I want to share with you. Oh, share it, child. I need to wait. This some this some uh, Valentine's Day freshness. Mm, come on, realness. This is a telegram I found from Dr. Martin Luther King mm. to Mrs. Coretta Scott King. Mm, Mrs. February. 14th, Mrs. Child, I'm trying to be one. February 14th, 1957. My darling, it is a pleasure for me to pause while attending to important business which affects the welfare of this nation and attend to the most important business in the world, namely choosing as my Valentine the sweetest and most lovely wife and mother in all the world. As the days go by, my love grows even greater for you. Will always be my Valentine, Martin. I don't know what Dr. King was doing February 14th, 1957, but he said he was working with some stuff that was affecting the whole nation, but he just had to stop and drop boo, bay, Mrs., not wifey, but Mrs., had to drop her a little message. It looks like he was in New Orleans based on this telegram. But I just thought that was so cool that, like, that's a part of Dr. King we rarely see is his, I mean, we see him in public with Coretta Scott King, his wife, Mrs. King, but it's rare that we get to tap into the actual love behind the scenes that they share for each other. So I just had to read that because that just blessed me to know that Dr. King was sending these little, little love letters on Valentine's Day, no matter where he was at, he was dropping a little line. So the next time somebody said they ain't couldn't send no text because they was out the wherever they were at, we not we not feeling that. So you was you was talking and I zoned out for a second because I'm sitting in front of my computer and I had to Google what the fuck was Martin doing in New Orleans. Cause I need to know. So December. What's he doing, girl? So you know the bus boycott that lasted 381 days. Child had just wrapped up in December of '56. So sliding into '57, um, he had to attend a, a meeting in New Orleans, um, with the CL with the SCLC. Um, was that um? Was that the meeting that said, hold on now, Lord Jesus, let me not dig deep into this because I can, baby, we can go all day on some real history. But anyway, that's see, that's the black woman in me. I love me some black men and I'm with some black love, but sometimes I'm a little bit inquisitive. Wait, that was that on February 14th. I mean, you you yeah. you thought about me. I'm with it. See, that's why you need sisterhood so they can tell you to sit your ass down because he did send you a telegram, girl. He did. You right. Mm-hmm. He was. He wasn't even in the. He wasn't even in the states back then. He was. He was. He wasn't even in the Alabama. He was across a couple, two, three states. He was in New Orleans. Still, as the word says, still thought it not robbery. Mm. So then, a message to Bay. 
I mean, and you, if you've been to New Orleans before, y'all know it's a lot going down over there. He was drinking his vodka and his orange juice, child. He was like, wait, Ralph, I got to go around here and send Mr. King a little telegraph real fast. Can I see a time on this? It's look, it look. Oh, wait a minute. He sent it at night, too, Lord. What was he doing? But anyway. It didn't even matter. Um, Before he laid down. Before <laughs> I let you go. He, went, he went to drop a little line. Good night. But, but see, you know what, though? I think that speaks to... I think that speaks to the fact that with black love, we got to stop looking for this TV fantasy kind of love because even with Dr. King and Mrs. King, it wasn't a fantasy type love. You know, he was traveling, doing all of this extra other stuff. Like, you know Dr. King was away like half of probably 75% of the year he was gone. So that's not your TV fancy kind of love. Like, she really had to be a strong woman to endure all of that. So, I think one of the things about it is we got to stop looking at what the media gives us as our kind of love and really work on redefining what that means to me. I mean, to me, paying the bills on time, that's 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 a part of the love. What the um, temptations say? I want a love I can see. <laughs> I need to see it. And if I can see that zero balance on that um, phone bill, Jesus. Hallelujah in the sanctuary. Okay. I mean, the love letters in this book are like endless. Like, there's a letter in here from Anne, a Missouri slave, to Andrew Valentine. Hmm, how appropriate. Who was a soldier in the army. Not of the Lord, but in the, the uh in the Union. So Oh, read that. <laughs> Sister Anne, see my, Anne, so you I need your So you need an Anne, an Anna, a a, a Margaret, or Mary. Sister Anne said, my dear husband, I received your letter dated January 9th, also one dated January 1st, but but have got no one till now to write for me. You do not know how bad I am treated. They are treating me worse and worse every day. Our child cries for you. Send me some money as soon as you can for me and my child are almost naked. My cough is yet in the loom and there is no telling when it will be out. Do not send any of your letters to Hasset especially those having money in them, as Hogsett will keep the money. George Combs went to Hannibal soon after you did, so I did not get that money from here. Do not do the best you can and do not fret too much for me, for it won't be long before I will be free and then we all and then all we make will be ours. Your affectionate wife Anne. PS send our little girl a string of your bees in your next letter to remind you to remind you by and and said it's a shit going down but don't you worry too much <laughs> and i'm gonna translate that into something to something erica badu said she said me and this baby gonna be here all night long walking this bear flow until my man get home it wasn't no wood flow because if she was a slave, you know, mm-hmm. slaves, they have a flow. So, bare floor. And to my man get home, she said, don't worry, baby. See, if you can, send me something. If not, I'm going to make it through. But, 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 again, you see them instructions? Instructions. Anna gave some specific... <laughs> 
instructions. She gave some instructions. This lady gave some some instructions, and, and look, they were pu- they were Pacific. If you if you have problems with the word specific, they were Pacific. And don't send no letters to Hoggy. He gonna take the money. Take the money. So what you gotta do is. But like really though, at the bottom at the end of the day though, again, that speaks to the strength of like love that this woman can be in this space where she has um somebody who might possibly take the funds that her husband is gonna send her. But she's like, Don't worry too much about me. I'm still good. Like they're still able to communicate, they're still able to be husband and wife and try to get through And that. see that's something that's in black they- love that we gotta really focus on. And that's communication. Like, yeah. you have to communicate. Because it's like, had she not said nothing, and then he got back, and he like, wait a minute, what the fuck been going on? Well, baby, I ain't want to worry you, no. You should have said something. Instead of it being that situation, she was like, some shit going down. I just want to let you know, but I'm going to hold it down till you get back. That's a good point. You got to communicate. Escape told me that. See, that's why I listen to 90s music. And they say, what I need from you is understanding. We got to communicate. Can you tell me what I said? And she said, don't see that letter the hog said. Don't see no money around hog said because he going to take it. And that's important. And, and that's in communication is a two-way street. We have to use that. And it's like, these letters, I mean, they go on and on. It's some letters between Sister Nisi Moore and uh and Harvey what's Harvey last name? Her child just Harvey. Sometimes we don't even have a last name. Look at God. Sometimes we don't even have but one. when you but when you get married like Fred and Anna, you he can gonna just, find you a last name if he's a good man. How child you? Frederick Bailey said, mm, call me Douglas. And this Anna this here Anna Douglas. <laughs> if if you uh if you a Booker T Washington, you will come up with you a last name in the classroom. How you yeah. doing? Hmm. Didn't have not a name in up from slavery and was sitting in that class and said, Yes, God, I'm a Washington. Sit in that chair and, and damn near rotted and came up and with something. And then he get that last name to three different women. Look at God. Uno dos and trace. Hallelujah. If you can't laugh with us, that means you need to read Up From Slavery. How you doing? Yes, God, honey. Up For Slavery is something. And I'm, I'm going to skip over something. No, actually, Nisi said, Dear Harvey, I'm well at, at present and hope these few lines may find you the same. Let me pause. In the 90s, how many letters did I write and say, <laughs> I'm going to drop you a few lines? <laughs> <laughs> the more things change, the more they say the same. I am well at present and hope these few lines may find you the same. There is something that compels me to write. Yes, something I have tried to keep, which I cannot retain any longer. That is love. Yes, I love you. I have stolen. You have stolen my heart. Now, I know that I have treated you wrong. I know that if you was to treat me now like I did you, my heart would almost break. I would even receive letters from you and not answer them for a long time and sometimes not at all. But I know that you are tenderhearted and will forgive me for doing so. I am as ever Nisi. She said... What year was that one? Child, 1869. 
we was ignoring text messages, okay? Because I didn't have some text messages sent, and I didn't respond, Jesus. And she said, I know I was wrong. And if you did me the same, I would be fucked up out here. But forgive me, I'm going to do better. Mm. Come on, Nisi. Sister DC was struggling in the same thing in 1869. Mm. See, that's, that's why you need the Black Queen Collective. You need your own collective. So you could drop in there and they'd be like, girl, you don't send that man a text. Child, you was tripping. So, Brother Harvey wrote back because he's a man of something. He said... This is juicy. He said, Dear Nisi, your kind and affectionate letter of September 14th was received with much pleasure, was read and reviewed more than once. I hope you will not be mad at me for my neglect. Pardon me if it be an offense. I would not knowingly wound your heart. How could I think that one whom I so ardently love when I read poems with that ameliorating influence to my mind considering in you only? I cannot respond. I am not adequate to the task. Like two drops of water, those sentiments run together. My heart has been stolen, and I believe it's you that has is in possession. Would you be willing to give me yours in return, or would you refuse or persist in refusing to speak on this most solemn subject, subject of matrimony? I have no doubt that you will censor me of forcing this question. I hope you will forgive me. You know I'm weak-minded, and you say I am tender-hearted, but I don't think so. I fault myself for being hard-hearted and always ready to return evil for evil, but I need not to inform you. You know too much about me already. Although, if I had not such implicit confidence, I could not divulge the secret emotions of my heart with freedom. I must bid you good night. Happy dreams attend you, and I will be your most devoted Harvey. Girl, they both been playing games. Two can play the game. I need Harvey. Two can play the game, but Harvey was like, child, I know I've been out here wrong, too. But let's <laughs> make you it official. Me. You know my dirt. <laughs> you know my dirt. But let's go ahead and make it official. Let's go ahead make it official. We ain't get no younger, baby. Child. I just, I mean, and then, wow. and then the book. I mean, this book. When you read these letters, I'm like, child, I need to send some more articulate text or something, honey. And it just slides on, and it's like this letter from Paul, like these letters from Paul Lawrence Dunbar to his soon-to-be wife and then wife, um, uh, Alice Ruth Moore Dunbar, child. <laughs> Paul Lawrence Dunbar was like. The poet, shit. yes, God, honey, the shit. Poet laureate. Ooh, don't let me leave that out. Like the way his way with words, I can just, I just need somebody to. I don't, you can just read me some Dunbar child. He said, "My dear little girl, your letter has just been received, and these lines leave me heartbroken." Darling, I love you. I don't want to marry you for your brain and culture. They are the easiest things in the world to find. I want you for the qualities of heart which I know you possess. 
Darling, all of my dreams of the future hold you. I feel that I could be happy to go through life at your side, but without you, I don't want to think of it. I want you to think of me, darling, as your protector, even more than your lover. I know that I wish to shield you from all the severities of life and to you into the warm shelter of my heart. The doors of Paul Lawrence Dunbar are open, Jesus. Open. To Alice Child. I got my hands up. <laughs> Put your hands up. But my the part that got me was when he said, all of my dreams of the future. Oh, he's envisioning his future with this woman. Like, am I in your future or not? Can you see me? Can like, you see me? Put your high beams on. Like, can you see me? If you're not talking about this future, I don't really know what the conversation is about. Am I it's up not from singlehood you. or nah? Like, that's, that's really what I want to know. Like, and I mean, this book, I, and I can't even read y'all all the letters, shot because we be here tonight, tomorrow, and next week. And then if I went to the archive, find some more. To throw some more, it would be forever. But like, Mary Church Terrell. Ooh, you got a letter from her. Girl. Get into this letter, God Stop Jesus. It. So no wait. Let me give let me Please let us give pause. Let's give pause. Mary Church Terrell was like uh oh she was what they would call a day of feminist. And you know, that's such a dirty uh F word to some folks. But y'all once you get into and this she was such a G. I mean she, she was everything. She was everything. Not only was she like a women's right ad um, advocate, but she also was a teacher at the um, M Street High School. Everybody who was anybody during this time period taught at the M Street High School in D.C. in Washington, D.C., child. Because Mary Church Hill was right around these parts where I met, child. So, Mary Church Terrell, did I say Church Hill? I meant Church Terrell. Mary Church Terrell that slid through these streets of D.C., child, and she hooked her a Robert Terrell Robert Terrell was a fucking graduate from Harvard University. Like first, first black judge or something. Yes, God, honey, he was uh, he was he was the first um, black judge in the country appointed um, here in the District of Columbia um, court child. And then he went to Harvard, but he also was a graduate of Howard University Law School. H U, you know. You know, me and Ashley went to um, Howard Child. Get into it anyway. So, so, people talk so negatively about feminists, but get into this letter from a feminist child. Saturday, she was up on a Saturday, child, July ninth. Shortly after the four, she probably still picking reels out her teeth. Nineteen oh two. My sweet, my own sweetheart. I'm so blessed to own a man like you as I was about to say a knock loud and imperative and shocking in his suddenness just made me jump out of my skin fairly and rush to the door it was a special delivery from the one being in this crowded universe from whom I should rather hear from than any of the other millions of his swarming humankind if I had been at the coronation in the flesh today and had sat with the beautiful sweet womanly queen I should have preferred to be with you and Phyllis, my dear. 
the more I roam, the the more I roam the wide world over, the sweeter and more desirable my own home becomes. The more other people praise me and seem to appreciate my company, the more satisfying to my comfort and happiness are you and Phyllis. I could write all night. I could write all night. It's the only way I can be with you all night. But as I am to leave here tomorrow morning, I suppose I should go to bed and get some rest. How much better I can rest with you tonight? Yours always, Mally. Let me run that back. She said, the more other people praise me and seem to appreciate my company, the more satisfying to my comfort and happiness are you and Phyllis. But people always be out here trying to pretend like feminists be on something else. No, child, she said, all I need is you and that little baby. What? But see, do you... You got to even contextualize this because Mary Church Terrell wrote her own autobiography. Okay, she wrote it so that if anybody said anything about Mary Church Terrell, she would already have said it. So to hear this and to hear her being vulnerable to her husband, like this is a totally My own sweetheart. Yes. I'm so blessed to have a man like you, Jesus. Open the doors of Mirror Terrell. I'm trying. I'm going to have to pour some Cabernet on that. She said, she said, the more I roam the wide world over. She didn't say the whole wide world. She said the wide world over. Dubai, Colombia. The, the sweeter and more desirable my own home becomes to me. And what's that home? My man, child. What? That's all we be that's out here wanting. That's why I don't be at home, though. <laughs> Ain't nobody. <laughs> Where's my next trip? But once I give me somebody, honey, I ain't gonna be able to. It's gonna be couples trips. What I say, 2017 is the year of couples trips, honey. The year. But I mean, you know, I go over all these letters. Listen, when you start talking about black elites, child, James Weldon Johnson, lift every voice and sing to earth and heaven ring. He wrote his, he wrote the autobiography of a ex colored man. James Water Johnson was a lawyer child. He was a little poet on the side child. Cause you know black people we do everything. A field officer and secretary do, of the NAACP. <laughs> he was a field officer and then secretary of the NAACP child. James Water Johnson child. You got to have multiple hustles in black love. Child. Mom ain't free. Look at Tamar and Vince, honey. <laughs> yes, God, honey. James Walden right. Walden Johnson wrote, My dear, dear Grace, I have just returned from a five-day trip in the interior and found that the ship from the south had arrived but brought no letter from you. There was one from Mumsy and one from Dad, but none from you. That made all the difference in the world. I can't tell you what a disappointment it was. This is the first time since I've been back at ship, since I've been back that a ship has come in from the South and not brought me a letter from you. Please, sweetheart, make it a point not to miss another mail. We are getting only about two a month and to miss a letter from you 
one of them, I'm sure you understand what it means to me. I try to get a letter to you by every means possible via Panama or Guatemala or Mexico for you, my little chicken. Are you contented? Are you content and happy? I hope you are. No, it's strange. I want you to be content and happy. And yet I should like to feel that you are not absolutely content. You understand, do you not? And every day I'm torn by these same emotions between my love for you and between my love for you that wants you always near me and my love that wants to spare you every pain. It is something of a struggle for me to believe I left New York at times. I felt I couldn't have here that I couldn't hear to come back alone. That I have to ask you to come with me in spite of my determination. And then I felt I couldn't bear to see you undergo again the long days of discontent and night of unrest. Listen, this letter get kind of lengthy. But at the end of the day, James Water Johnson, he was out here traveling the world because he was a renowned individual. Mm-hmm. He wrote back home and was like, Bae, you ain't send me no letter. <laughs> I'm feeling mighty down and mighty bad. Can you, can you make sure when... When the next ship comes, that it's a letter from you. A man of his stature being vulnerable. Okay? Right. And see, that's something that I think we all have to practice. Child, I'm finna send somebody a text when we finish this here since we saw my black love. About being vulnerable. Right now. <laughs> I think I think that's what I think. I think sis, you need to send us all in the black queen collective that Mary Church tarot letter and we can just kind of tweak it. Yes, God, honey. Because I got, I, well, I don't got most, I got one person I can send from vulnerable like that to. Like, listen, child. And I mean, this book is filled with like all of the people like from the past, like girl, child. It's letting him from um, man of C.J. Walker daughter, uh, honey, um, Alilia Walker, to like her third. I bet y'all don't have no letter from Mary McLeod soon. No, Jesus, we got one because she ain't leave no trace, honey. Just know that she's Mrs. Bethune. That's all you need to know. And she got it done. That's what my shit going to be like when I die. Like, when I die, bury me inside the, mm-mm, with all them texts. Don't send me nothing, nothing. But I mean, it's the letters in here from like man of CJ Walker's daughter to her husband, child. There's a letter in here from um uh W uh, W B Du Bois, um his daughter Yolanda. Um mm. child, you know she Yolanda, I think she had got married a few times too, honey. Like that was a thing. Um, Wait, whose daughter is this? W.B. Du Bois. Du Bois Bois, you know. Um, Hold on, that's not the one whose husband ran off with um, Elaine. No, 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 no. Okay, never mind. Child, there's so much drama in this history. When you once you get into it deep. (laughs) You don't even need no real housewives. You starting reading up this shit. And child, we saw my friend Douglas. You know how he was fucking around with the white women. Remember that white lady that he was fucking with, Audley Aston? He fucked with that lady for about 24, 26 years. Child, Freddie Douglas had that white lady so goddamn struck out the side piece. That when when Anna the Queen when Queen Anna died, child, she thought her ass was next in line. But Freddie Douglas fucked around and married his goddamn secretary, and idly asked and took her ass to fucking Paris. 
and killed herself but left her whole estate to Frederick Douglass. <laughs> yes, God, honey, the black wealth. She better add to it. Come on, Adderley Aston. That's what I call a white ally. Yes, God, honey. Um, But I mean, these so are... Fred, so, um, wait a minute. Wait a minute. So, Fred got us... Fred got us some uh, black property over there in Europe. Child, I need... You know what? I've been meaning to double check because... Word is, one of my elders was like, yeah, child, Frederick ran over there so quick to see where she left. <laughs> he probably sold it. <laughs> <laughs> he probably sold that to put a down payment on his Anacostia house. No, he already had that house. Remember? Oh. Yeah, he probably added on some more rooms to that house. Anyway, go ahead, Fred, do your thing. Um. Um, but yeah, get into you some history because you don't even need all these other reality shows. We our own reality show. History is what shows us the real and reality. But love is what it's all built on. Self love first. You gotta love yourself, be secure, like Emma Douglas, honey. And then loving somebody else, loving them through, you know what I'm saying, their circumstance. Come with a word, Doctor Robertson. Like this is all important. These love letters, we got to get back to the basics, y'all, on black love, vulnerability, yes. communication, understanding, and like, no, really, you know what? Now that I think about it, and let's talking and read it through these, like just being vulnerable and communicative. Cause what was that, Sister Ann or Sister Ann was like, listen, Harvey. Don't be sending up no money around here to, um, because <laughs> they going to take our shit. Find another way. And then, I mean, like, the language in here, like, was it James Weldon Johnson that was just like, by every, he didn't say by any, he said by every means. He done exhausted everything, honey. He didn't say by any, he said by every. Because, see, when you say by any means necessary, that mean I'm going to try a bunch of shit. Jay, he said, I'm going to try every shit, okay? By every means necessary. I need to reframe that because we've been out here any means. Let's try this, try it, try it again. Don't worry. We're going to use every one of the means until we get some read shit right. Child, I'm going to say this again. A love no less. More than two centuries of African-American love letters by Cousin Pam, Pamela Newkirk. She did this book. And see, this is what we need, primary sources. And see, Cousin Pam went through the archives and the museums and all, right. of, all of that red tape and got these letters out for us, child. I know she was down to Moreland Spingarn. And if you're in Washington, D.C., um, the next time you got a day off or you got some time, Find you a subject and call somebody, talk to somebody, reach out and touch somebody's hand in Boiling Garden because the amount of African American literature, um, primary right. sources, like re- you can letters from Frederick Douglass. Shall you go down there and touch, so, reach out and Douglas. touch Frederick Douglass' hand down at the goddamn Moreland Spigard um center? I mean, yeah, research center. <laughs> it's there. We gotta. You have to listen to the ancestors. And I'm listening. Kimberly tell us that all the time. Listen to the ancestors. I'll read it through That's here. I'm like, I need to be a little bit more vulnerable. You could be a women's rights advocate, but still out here like, baby, I done 
Been around the world and I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't find my baby. She said, I don't care about none of this shit. Nice frills and deals. The more they, the more they come for me, the more they, they highlight me, the more they put me in the spotlight. Ooh. The more I'm thinking about you. You, back. Yep. I'm into it. That's big for Mary Church, Sarah. Y'all she said she like, ready to come home. I don't even understand how she just She said she was. ready to come home. Oh. Lord, I'm looking at a picture of Martin and, and Corey on their wedding day. That's how you know they was country. That's how you know Corey. Martin Luther King was country. Corey. <laughs> Corey, honey. Can I read one little quote? Read the quote, honey. Make it plain. Uh, this is a little quote that I found today from, I was looking up Mrs. Betty Shabazz. She was talking about Malcolm. You know, it's a lot of stuff out there about Malcolm X that people like to write and people like to portray him as a certain type of person, but... At the end of the day, he loved his wife and he loved his family. He was about nation building for real. See, there's people out here faking, trying to act like they're about nation building, but he was really doing it. Um, But it's a quote. He was just an awesome kind of guy. He knew what he was going to do. And if he said he was going to do it, he did it. And he had a certain kind of worldly maturity that women my age at the time just dreamed about. Betty Shabazz. This man knew where he was going. He was mature. She looked at him and she saw something in him. And even though he did ask her for her hand in marriage over the telephone, dear God. He did. So that's like somebody, that's like the equivalent of somebody asking to murder us in a text. Text message. (sighs) Yes, God, honey. But she saw something in him, like something that was bigger than that. She was probably already like taken by him in a sense. I mean, because he he was mature and he was, and she said, somebody that she had kind of dreamed about. So that's just amazing to hear her say that and to hear her, you know, just kind of talk about. Read that quote one more time. Run that bit. What's this debate thing? He was just an awesome kind of guy. He knew what he was going to do. And if he said he was going to do it, he did it. And he had a certain kind of worldly maturity that women my age at the time just dreamed about. Mm-hmm. He was mature. I can read deep into I that, but I ain't going to do that. When he said he was going to do something, I seen him when he did it. When he said he was going to be here at 5 o'clock, he came at 5 and not 5.25. Come text me, tell me I'm going to be late. He was doing what he was supposed to do. So when he had asked me to marry him over the phone, I had said yes because I knew that was a good man, Savannah. I wish somebody, ooh, yes, God, honey. That's a good man, Savannah. That is. I wish somebody would call me right now and ask me to murder him over the phone. Send me a text message. Shout out, Lord, right on off this podcast. It wouldn't even be no end. <laughs> You'd be like, wait, let Brit- me check my text message. <laughs> But we not live though, so never mind. I check them tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Baby, I just text text mine. Mm, mm, mm. Somebody came for me right now. I will, I'm telling you, you be like, hello, hello. <laughs> She's gone. Hello, Barbara. <laughs> I mean, hello. This is Barbara. 
<laughs> you might not know who I am, mm. but... <laughs> Y'all ain't gonna know who I am, child. Cause woman to woman, I be murdered. I don't even need no frills, but we'll go to the courthouse. I think I'm gonna elope when it's my time. I love y'all, but cause you cheap. have a black queen. She cheap, y'all. She cheap. <laughs> that ain't a bad thing. I would rather spend my money on a trip. And speaking of trips, let's spend the last few seconds, moments, minutes of the day to talk about your new endeavor. Uh, it's my same endeavor, but I'm trying to get other people to come on this endeavor. I just launched Passport Required Vacations. Now, don't get scared if you don't have a passport. That's the name of the new travel business that I just started. And what this is about is I travel a lot and I get a lot of people who ask me, like, how do you how do you travel all the time? I mean, and I'm not being funny. I went to I took three to four international trips last year. I went to Cancun. I went to Cartagena, Colombia. I went to Dubai. And I think I went one more other place also. I can't remember. But I every month I'm traveling doing something. And I started Passport Required Vacations to help other people who want to travel but can't figure out how to quite do just that. So if you're looking to book a trip, want to go somewhere, I have payment plans. I have some specials for Memorial Day. Just hit me up at... Um, if you want to email me, robertson.muforza at gmail.com. That's R-O-B-E-R-T-S-O-N dot M-U-F-O-R-Z-A at gmail.com. Or hit me on my Instagram, The Legacy Keeper or Pretty Brown Delta. But I'm trying to get y'all out of here. Like, it's time to travel. It's time to go. It's time to get on. Child, you got my country ass up out of this country, honey. Yep, God, Jesus. Then we got to... Then we go to Dubai. Yes, God. Then we and we went to Jamaica. Yes. yes. I still got my Jamaican bae just sent me a message today. Consistent. Look at, look how you might be having a husband in Jamaica. Mm. Passport is definitely required. People are out here. It's no tax passport. time. Go ahead and get your passport. You got to have options. What if something happened and you feel like you need to leave the country real fast? How how do you get there? Child, it's America. You definitely need your passport so you can get the fuck up out of Dodge. Honey, I have a bad day at work and I start looking at my passport. But anyway. <laughs> and I mean, when we look at all these love letters, people's writing letters from all around the world or they've been around the world. <laughs> get your passport. And please check out Passport Required. Again, you can check out her Instagram, The Legacy Keeper, or Pretty Bound Delta. Stay up out of her business. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> her business is all of our business. Um, and I'm, I mean, get you, I mean, really, and this is not just because Ashley is my sister and I love her, 
But people be taxing these trips because we just discussed this. Like, we came back from Dubai. I'm like, how we spend this much? But they spend a triple much. No, God, honey. Don't be duped because black capitalism is real. Ashley just trying to help yeah. you and help herself at the same time. She's not trying to do all that extra tax to... Because there's people out here charging $3,000, y'all. For, the, for Dubai. I didn't have $3,000 to go to Dubai. I Child, y'all know I didn't. But I went to Dubai and came back and had a good old time. And what I want to do is I want to pass that on to somebody because we can get out and travel and do great things and it don't have to cost us And when we travel, a passport should be required. Like Miami exactly. is cool. Vegas is cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, all those little spots is cool. But we have to listen to the ancestors. The ancestors say this is our world, and we have to travel it and see it in the same way that they have. Because they were doing more with less. So we at least need to do the same. Passport required. I was going to say .com. That might be on the, the mission. You don't even know it. But the Legacy Keeper... Pretty Bound Delta, Black Love, Love Yourself, Love Your Motherfucking Self, because you if you don't love yourself, you can't love nobody else. So true. Take care of yourself. I'm trying to do that. I got my fitness pal back up. Ashley is one of them black girls that run. I ain't there yet. I'm just one of them black God girls that you. travel. God is blessing all the trap runners. But <laughs> sis, I thank you for letting me come on this podcast. I'm real proud of you. This is big. I real thank y'all for pushing me into it. One day, we're going to look back and this is going to be real interesting. But until then, love, peace, prosperity, and get it by every fucking means necessary. That's what the love letter said, by every means necessary. Um, next week, we own it. It'll probably be better, um, bigger, because that's what I try to do every week. Um, we wish y'all love, peace, and soul. All right, Black folks, peace. Thanks.